Resulting in mongoose-related blindness. Top of the hour now, here are your headlines. A federal government website accidentally made public hundreds of social security numbers. Said all of America, great, something else I have no control over and just have to pretend I didn't hear. Microwave weapons are believed to be the cause of strange illnesses affecting U.S. embassy workers. Doctors described the symptoms as feeling boiling hot on the outside, yet still completely frozen on the inside. In his confirmation hearing today, Brett Kavanaugh promised to bring the Supreme back to the Supreme Court. I'm talking peppers, mushrooms, black olives, even anchovies if necessary, the potential justice shouted. Over the weekend, Amazon became the second American company worth $1 trillion, while Blockbuster became the first American company worth $1 trillion pogs. Thirteen years after being stolen, the FBI announced the recovery of Dorothy's ruby slippers from the film The Wizard of Oz. The FBI bureau chief had this to say. I couldn't be more proud of the team involved in the operation. Recovering this priceless Hollywood icon took a lot of courage, heart, and brains, which it turns out we had inside us all along. Nike has chosen Colin Kaepernick to be the face of their Just Do It campaign. Kaepernick, of course, has been a controversial figure ever since he kneeled during the national anthem as the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers and single-handedly won me 75 bucks with a loss to the Bills two Octobers ago. However, not everyone is singing Kaepernick's praises, with several public figures calling for a Nike boycott. Here to address it is the president of the Americans for Anthem Standing Coalition, Adam Flackerson. Welcome to the show. It's nice to be here in your little liberal socialist radio show. Well, it's no secret that here at NPR we lean to the left, but we try to get other voices in as well. Oh, typical liberal snowflake ideology. Everybody gets a fair chance to speak their opinions. Right. Uh, so what's the thesis behind your protest of Nike's products? Now, Nike is a private company. They can do anything they want, but they can't just do anything they want. By hiring Kaepernick, they made a bold statement, and that statement is... We fucking hate you, America. Well, Nike, if that is your real name. If you hate America so much, why don't you just pack up mood Puerto Rico? So, do you agree that they have the right to choose Kaepernick for this role? Sure do. That's the freedom of America. They have the right to do anything they want. So, what's the issue? Well, they don't have the right to do anything they want. I'm, I'm getting confused. Oh, typical, uneducated, leftist thinking, being confused by confusing sentences. Look, you have the right to protest Nike, correct? Of course. It's in the Constitution. Or do you even know where that is? So did Kaepernick have a right to protest during the anthem? Absolutely not. Look, either the right to protest exists or it doesn't. It, it cuts both ways. Well, sure, you know, he had a right, right? But he was given that right by the National Anthem. So if you deny the thing that gives you the right, you give up the right, right? Well, I don't think he was just protesting a song, right? It was actually about racial injustice and systemic prejudices and the blah, police and blah, the blah, blah. Look, it's like this. If I offer to give you some sweet and tangy beef jerky, but you refuse to even acknowledge that jerky exists or is tasty and delicious and good for you, I best not see you walking around with a fistful of smoky teriyaki hide. And the moment that Yahoo took a knee... He swore off jerky as far as I'm concerned. All right. How does your protest of Nike differ from his protest during the anthem? 
I have the right to not buy Nike clothing. He can't not buy America and then use his America rights to fight America. Andy Jerky. Where did you get that jerky anyway? I found it. Ew. And while I may not have planned on finding this delicious beef jerky when I entered the studio parking lot today, it has thoroughly helped to color my explanation of protesting in America. Thank you, beef jerky. Okay, well, what do you think is the right way to protest injustice in America as an American? All right, well, I'd say some kind of peaceful, quiet, personal gesture would work. Like kneeling? No, of course. Are you listening to me? I'd say, look, he should take a page out of our book and do what many in our movement are doing to Nike. If you disagree with something, be actively and vehemently against that thing on social media and boycott it. Film yourself burning it, throwing it away, cutting it to shreds, and be damn proud of it. So you're saying he should burn the American flag and be actively anti-America on Facebook? That's his right. Instead of kneeling... Wouldn't you be more mad at Kaepernick if he did those things? Oh, here we go. Typical loony liberal Democrat calling out my hypocrisy and illogical thinking where he sees it, causing me to Thank you, Adam. Uh, we certainly appreciate your... You. We appreciate you. Now we go to Southern California, where reporter Gene Bimminson brings us a story about the beginnings of a new blockbuster movie franchise of biblical proportions. It's a warm, sunny day in Los Angeles as I enter one of the smaller and very quiet studios sprinkled throughout Studio City. I'm here to meet with hotshot producer Spud Wilderson, who was recently let go from Marvel Studios for a series of inappropriate tweets. Ah, so I said some less-than-kosher things about some of my Jewish co-workers, eh? Sue me! Actually, uh, please do not. I have several lawsuits pending. Spud, in light of his tainted persona has just been hired to head up Pearly Gates Productions, a Christian production company that tries to spread the good word through films like Heaven is Too a Real Thing, I Was Left Behind, and I Was Left Behind Too, spelled T-O-O. Flops. All of them. I thought those Left Behind movies was going to be like Home Alone ripoffs, but, ah, jeez, what a couple of depressing stinkers those were. But, but that's why I'm here. I'm going to breathe new life into this place. And what's your plan to do that? One word franchise. We're going to take a page right out of the Marvel playbook and build a Bible movie franchise. Start with Adam and Eve. Work our way up to Moses. Before you know it, we're at Jesus and our cast of characters will leave Marvel so jealous they'll be greener than the Hulk. You know what? Look, I've got a general pitch brainstorming session this afternoon. Why don't you tag along and you'll see what I mean. The room was certainly a diverse bunch. There were young, unkempt writer types in X-Men t-shirts, some well-dressed producer types, and then about four or five pastors and nuns. All right, so last meeting we were just getting into the Jesus movie. I can't, uh, I can't remember. How many buildings did we have blowing up? Uh, none. None? Well, we're going to need to blow up at least ten buildings. And while we're on the subject, walking on water, great, healing people, fine. But what about stabby hand claws? Oh, and then Deadpool can drop in. Yes! We, we probably can't do that. Hmm. Hmm. Let's look into it. Remember, folks, I don't need no's. I need yeses, all right? Just like God, we're building a universe here. Excuse me. Oh, yes, uh, Pastor. Uh, I'd like to thank all you religious mucky mucks for sitting in on this meeting. You're really helping us stay true to what this good book is all about. Well, happy to be here, but 
I think we're all wondering, what is your proposed theme for this installment? Atonement? Loving thy neighbor? Peace in the good word? Mm-mm. Cliffhangers. Later, in Spud's office, he gave me more insight. I know what you're thinking. I'm just stealing all this from Marvel. Well, maybe a little. And maybe it's because their model worked. And it's going to work even better for us. Anything they got, we got one better. Go ahead, name something they got. Uh, they've got a Hulk? We got a Goliath. Keep him coming. Uh, Thor. Please. God of Thunder? How about God of Everything? They're... Entire franchise has a story arc driven by the six infinity stones. Oh, wow. Six. Six stones. Uh, I got six stones over here. Uh, hey, we got seven seals. See? We got them beat at every turn. Still not convinced. Okay, you'll get on board once you see Mary Magdalene in a leather jumpsuit with red hair. Come in summer 2021, baby. Mary Magdalene is Black Virgin. For NPR, this is Gene Bimminson. Thanks a lot, Gene. And it wasn't my party, otherwise I would have invited you. Up next, is someone spying on you, Jerry? (laughs) 